Welcome to DBC. This is Don, the dad with all the questions. I'm flying solo today without a co-host, but the show must go on. My special guest is an ex-work colleague. He's a fellow business analyst, so he's one of few people on this planet that knows what my day job is about. Possibly the happiest person I've met ever. Despite many work and customer challenges we faced, he was always smiling. It's the first Australian citizen on the pod. It is Adrian. Say hey. Hey, Don. How's it going? Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks. They're all good. How are you today? Doing very good. Very good, good, good. It's okay. Chinese New Year Eve. So oh, yes. Absolutely. About, right? Yeah, great. <laughs> Excellent. Um, welcome to DBC, mate. Are you ready to answer some questions? Why not? Let's do this, Don. Yeah, okay, great. BAs love to ask questions, right? You know, that's our, yeah, that's that's our right. life. We'll start simple. Um, if I ask your wife, who is the real Adrian, what do you think she would say? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, she's not here to speak. Uh, she's actually back in Malaysia right now, celebrating Chinese New Year with her parents. So, But if she was here, I would say um, she would say cheerful, uh, probably laugh at my own jokes a little bit too much um generally patient kind of person um and uh, give people benefit of the doubt um maybe i love fast food probably a little bit more than than i should <laughs> yeah and uh, just like meeting and connecting with people bringing people together that's great um okay quick five questions to keep the warm-up going i already know the answer to this one i think but what's your happy rating this week Ooh, I would say maybe like, let's say like an eight out of 10. Out nice, of 10. nice and solid. Okay. Favorite recent movie? Uh, to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of time to watch movies, but mm -hmm. honestly, the last one I really enjoyed. So to me, a good movie is a movie that you can consume again and again. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say it's probably Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Yeah, it's a popular choice, watching. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite recent Netflix show? Uh, again, um, don't do too many TV shows, but there's been one that's been a big impact on my life, uh, very recent. It's called The Chosen. Mm -hmm. It is currently on Netflix, and it's the biggest crowdfunded TV series like in the history of ever right oh, now. Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah, I'll look so out for that. Chosen. It's, 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 it's biblical-based, uh, but yep. it is, uh, it's a really good take on it. Nice. Okay. And then I know you've got a bit of a um, hobby about uh, for singing. So what's your favorite song? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, I like a good Corey Ashbury. He's won a few Grammy Awards, I mm -hmm. think, on the gospel yeah. for the gospel side. So yeah, yeah, it's a song called Homecoming. Yeah. yeah, pretty good for me. Nice. Okay. And then your other hobbies that you uh, do outside of work? Yeah. Look, if I have some time for myself, I do like to watch a bit of tennis, catch up. That's probably the only sport I can never catch up on. Um, mm -hmm. Watch a bit of tennis if I can. Uh, do enjoy traveling, um, whether it's local or mm -hmm. international, wherever that is. So even if it's just in my own city explore new places with my wife and uh yeah that's it's always a nice and relaxing thing to do that's awesome um okay give us a quick rundown of your current job and why you like being a ba right yeah so my current job i'm the information systems analyst i'm in a mining company uh, here in perth and uh yeah so it's, it's a kind of it's a mix of a ba role um so um, one of the things I like about it is the fact that, uh, you know, you get to work on different projects, you know, no two projects are kind of the same. So yeah. with this kind of, uh, uh, area that I'm in right now, um, it could be software, it could be infrastructure, it could be operational technology. 
so there's uh there's, yeah there's always something to keep you on your toes um, yeah so yes yeah, one of the things i enjoy that's enjoy great being a ba okay good good um okay so let's jump to the main event shall we adrian as you know i'm a dad to two kids so i've always been interested in giving them the best uh possible education for their future and the hot topic in our parents groups right now is secondary school picks and whether to go private or public yeah Uh, but there is also an alternative path that is getting more and more popular these days and that is homeschooling right and adrian you are the first person i've met personally that has experienced this homeschooling path at first hand so i'm keen to explore Mm -hmm. this yeah so let's start with a simple one in your own words can you describe what is homeschooling is all about Right. So homeschooling is really, it's kind of like the name suggests, it is school at home. Uh, it's usually guided by, uh, it's guided by your parents. Um, so who will actually, um, who actually guide you in your education path. So it's a kind of a family, a family unit learning together. So it's not like an education center or a private institution. Some people, they kind of confuse the, the definition. I think homeschooling maybe could be like a, you know, maybe like a, a private center, you know, with a very small group of students. So it's not that it's literally, as it suggests, it's at home. It's learning together with the family um, and it's guided by your parents, you know, in terms of your, your education path. That's great. And um, can you rewind us back then, take us back to that day when your parents um, pulled you aside and said that you would be homeschooled? Because from what I understand, this was uh, through secondary school. So you already went, to primary school right yeah. can you take us back so, to that yeah i was 11 years old at the time and i think my parents had have an older sister um who was just in the early years of her secondary school so pulled both of us aside and uh, told us that we would be going down this path of um homeschooling or home education and um i, I do remember it very well because um, we weren't very happy with the decision <laughs> You know, you're pulling uh, us from a place uh, as a as a place of comfort, as a place of you know, we got all your friends and your social contacts, um, and so. But uh, they said it was a really important decision, and that this is something my parents um, was going to make for our family. Um, mm. So I do remember that time pretty well. But yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a definitely wasn't a fond memory. Um, Interesting. But, um, it had it had a lot of good benefits later on. But the first initial conversation that was tough. That was tough for mm. an eleven year old. What was their reasons for that? Did they give you a reason? Yeah, I mean, they gave us a reason. And um, um, so really, you know, um, you know, my parents, you know, we're, you know, I come from a, a bit more religious family. So I come from a Christian background and, um, you know, my parents really tried to impart, you know, good values, right, in, into for both myself and for my sister. And they did find a lot of that was getting lost in the noise of public and private school. My sister was going to a private secondary school. So it kind of, it was just getting lost in the noise of peer pressure and with friends, you know, and I want to say we weren't terrible, we were terrible kids, but I think the attitude of just more of wanting to be around friends more, the attitude of approval from other people, um, they just saw that as just some red flags that this is probably not a healthy environment for our kids to grow up with. And if later on, you know, it'd be very easy to forget who you are, where you've come from and the values that have been just imparted into you, a lot of that's just been washed away. So my parents made decisions that I think we might need to take them out of school and let's um, let's do this home education thing and let's mm. let's let's go through this together as a family. 
Mm. So, yeah, that was really one of the main drivers was just um, just the environment that we were at in school. Um, they didn't deem that as very healthy for, for either of us. And again, tough decision for them, but end of the day, they were right. Interesting. So you mentioned there that was you both in private school, one in primary, private? I was in, I was in, I was in public school. Right. Okay. School. My sister was in secondary private school. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then, but it sounds like the the Christian values played a big part in their decision. Is, have, have I understood yeah. that correctly? Absolutely so, correct. Okay. Um. But your sister, because your sister was in private, which I'm assuming uh, Catholic as well. Uh, you know, uh, with those yeah, kind of values college, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did did not recognize that there was that was more on the right track compared to public in terms of their decision there. Yeah, you know, so they did thought that this would be a better option, but somehow they found it wasn't actually making a whole lot of difference. And that's the reality, honestly, in the public schools, whether it's, you know, a Catholic or a Baptist or you know, whatever background, um, schools are still schools. And while the content might be a bit different and maybe the quality of the education may be slightly better, um, but you're still in that environment. If you don't know who you are and you don't know what you believe, um, you know, a bit of an identity crisis right so yeah. um and so that was really the concern you know as parents for their children is that yep. they, didn't, they don't know who they are okay and you said you was 11 was there other families that also made this choice as well that they could use as a benchmark or sounding board yeah so we had a few families uh or at least another couple of families in our church who had also chose the idea of going through the home education homeschooling route and we did notice a difference um in in their lives, you know, we may notice that the, as a family unit, they seem much stronger, you know, their relationships with their siblings um, and their parents um, was a lot more solid. They, um, yeah, they, and we just saw them as really, just really good role models. The character training that you get from just being taught at home. Um, yeah, we saw the difference. I think that impressed my parents and says, well, I think this is something that we can choose as well. And we would love to see this in our own children. Yep, excellent. So your family, I believe, is originally from Malaysia. So right. is this kind of education method also common there or other Asian countries? Or is this more oh, uh, popular in the Western Western world, right? I'd say it's getting more popular in Asia, but definitely the time. So, I mean, I look, I'm not that young. So this was more than 20 years ago. And um, yeah, no, definitely wasn't popular at the time. And so it was interesting because the relatives of my parents, they were telling them, I said, they were kind of telling them, you know, you stupid, are you silly? You know, oh, you came yes. to Australia, you got out of Asia to get a better <laughs> life for your family. And now yeah. you want to take them out of school. Yeah. It's, um, it was, it's so counterintuitive to the culture that we were brought up in where yes. education really is number one, because education either makes or breaks you. Yeah. Right. The quality of education that you have. And my parents were more concerned. It's like, I'm not so much concerned about the education, but I want to make sure I raise up kids who are successful in life that know who they are. They know what they believe in. They can stand up for what they believe in. And in this environment where there's a lot of peer pressure to conform to maybe certain ideologies or values that could conflict, um, it just wasn't healthy. So like I said, um, I would say it's more, it was more popular in the West at the time. But again, when I was doing it more than 20 years ago, homeschooling was a weird, was a weird word. Um, uh, yeah. post-COVID in the day we live in it's so common right um, yeah but when we did it 20 years ago we were considered very weird you know by a by a lot of even even well-meaning friends <laughs> yeah uh, or well-intending friends even that was just considered weird why are you why are you, why are you schooling your kids at home <laughs> yeah so that's really interesting that because um I can totally relate to that especially I think I know well I know how highly 
valued education is in um asia so like philippines is the same Absolutely. way right um and Absolutely. to kind of not go through the usual norm if you like must have been quite unsettling for your parents so uh yeah. did they so do you know if they had any doubts in doing that because as soon as they made that decision they've got all that influence and you know uh resistance from their uh, family as well back in malaysia did they stay just stay yeah, straight I on the path they did they did i think they so it was a big commitment from both my parents, considering both my parents were working as well. So it also means that um, one parent, you know, will have to um, will have to put aside their job, you know. So this is also for financial stability. That was a big sacrifice as well. So my parents did make a big sacrifice to do this, and so they did stay the course, especially during the first year. I remember we had a lot of comments. Um, again, well-intending, well-meaning relatives um, uh, that were thrown at us. But probably after a year, I would say. And this credit to my parents, you know, because when you have that kind of character training at home, right, um, you know, to be able, not just education, but, you know, there was stuff about, you know, doing your house chores and things like that, you know, taking initiative, being alert to people's needs around you, all those kinds of things. Um, my relatives started seeing a difference in both myself and my sister's lives. And again, it's not saying we're perfect, but they started seeing a difference. Like we weren't your average school kids. Mm. right and uh, so they started saying oh okay well i can definitely see some benefits you know um i can definitely see this this character in them you know uh so yeah, yeah compared to my parents but yeah so i think they started seeing the fruit and the results of yeah. um what we were doing as a result of home education together yeah. as a family and do you um know how long it took them to make that decision do you think there is something that they thought about for years or months or was it just probably a, about a year a year, just a year. probably yeah, around a, probably yeah. a year but year before uh, they started yeah. there were some other families who were doing it and they, mm. they saw the difference in their kids lives and mm -hmm. um, you know and they said yeah we would we would consider this for our own yeah. kids um, but again big yeah. conversation yeah, nice. Okay, and I imagine this, like you say, it's becoming more and more popular ever since the the pandemic and online teaching material um, available. Uh, so, um, you know, some families just haven't looked back uh, these days. So we'll unpack that a little bit more later. So what was your primary school experience like? Um, did you, like, personally, in, in, in your view, not your parents' view, did you uh, did you like being in school and and did you like the social aspects of it? Can you talk us through that? Yeah, I loved it. I loved uh, I loved the social aspect of school. I loved the fact that you could meet up with friends and uh, you know, um, kind of just uh, you get that comfort or that identity in them in the kind of the surrounding that you're in. You know, um, all the friends that you meet. So that kind of became a pretty important part of my life. I, I don't think I was that good. In, I was sort of like, yeah, I would say I was mid, you know, at school in terms of grades and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, but I would say primary school was a relatively good experience. I mean, I was yeah. definitely uh, known for pulling up, you know, weird antics at school. From time to yeah, time. yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. So, and was that the uh, same as your sister as well? Did she have a good experience? Sister, I think she had probably had a better experience. She was probably the yeah, okay. standout student. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, you know, okay. So she was she was often known as Adrian's sister. <laughs> yeah, because I was known uh, for probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weird antics they pull off at school. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess where I'm going with that question is that I can understand families going to homeschool if your kids is not quite settling in right from a. Mm. 
I don't know, education or learning or that type of stuff, or socially, they're not quite there, right? I can see them looking for other options, but it sounds like that you and your sister actually um, embedded in really well in the normal, let's call it normal school education space. But that was yeah, still not, good, that, yeah. yeah, that was still not enough for your parents to kind of. Yeah, um, that's a good question you ask hmm. because, you know, the home education option wasn't something because, oh, we think our kids are doing terrible at school. But it was it was going a bit deeper than that, you know. They they just my parents were just really wanted were concerned. There's where's the heart of my kids, you know? Where I mean, where where's their heart at? Uh, what's their nice. what okay. is it? What is it they're passionate about? What's mm. you know what's their heart drawn to? And if it was something that was maybe a red flag for them, you know, they could be doing roughly well in school, but you know, but where's their heart at? Because that would determine who you are later on as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And then what about your friends that you made in primary school um, and your sister in, in high school? How did they feel when they found out that you would stop going there and go to homeschool? Oh, totally weird. So for my friends, totally weird what I was doing. They, yeah. Um, so I never really kept in contact with them after that. <laughs> my sister's friends were a bit better, stayed in contact with her for a few years. Um, so that, then take it off. That must have been yeah. really hard for an 11-year-old kid. I mean, it's hard enough already to make friends at that age. And then all of a sudden you've made friends and then you all of a sudden, you know, took, taken that away from you. It's almost like moving to a different country, right? It is. It's a lot to process, I think, for uh, for you know, for a smaller body, mm, <laughs> for yeah. a younger, smaller body. So that was a bit for myself to even process through. Um, and one of the benefits, I think, with the home education, well, but look, I come from a smaller family, just me and my older sister, um, but it does give you a bit of time to really reflect and get to know. And, you know, reflection is not something you think about much as a, as a kid. It's like something, it's a concept maybe when you're older, right? But it gave me a lot of time as a young person, a really young person, to actually just reflect about, where I'm at in life, you know, and I think it's never too early to ask that question. It's never too late. And it's never too early to ask those kind of questions, but being sort of alone with none of that surrounding of friends, so to speak, right. Mm. Gave you, gives you a lot of time to actually get to know yourself as well. Interesting. So I, I, then, I found that was good for me. Yeah. Okay. And then what was your relationship like with your sister at that point? The thought of now going, oh, I might, uh, you, well, you actually didn't see her in the, in the school at that point because you was in primary, she was in secondary. Yeah. You was now going to be put in the same, you know, spend more time together with each other. What was that yeah. like? Well, so, how was your relationship oh, it was, like? It was weird. I mean, I thought to myself, um, you know, because we were getting to that age where we're sort of forming our own identities as, a, yes. you know, with our own group of friends. And yeah. now the fact that we'll be seeing each other like, all day every day you know into the home education but what the blessing that came from this done was the fact that our family drew so much closer and this was something that i didn't even expect our family unit really drew close and we really formed a, a good bond and you know my sister actually became my best friend i mean it's, it's a weird statement to say these days right but your sister mm -hmm. you know your siblings became your best friend nice. to the point that even after home education um, you know both of us actually worked part-time in mcdonald's during our uni days and we would work the same shifts together. We worked really well together. This was the very first job we took as soon as our home education was finished. We were on our uni days. And um, people would often comment. They said, wow, I could never work with my sibling, but you, you and your sister get along really well. Like, you know, and that was just a byproduct. You know? yeah. um, and so to this day, I'm still very close to my sister. Nice. Um, oh, that's... Just, yeah, someone I can talk to. Yeah, that's great. Um, and and again, I'm just trying to dive into that idea of going, oh, that was, that was a shock for you guys to 
to find out you was taken out of school. But did you say your sister found it easier to accept than you? Did you ever challenge your parents about the decision? I think we come from the background where you don't really challenge your parents too much. Um, and <laughs> True, it was yeah. a decision like, no, no, we're making this decision and we're going to go all in. So I, I think, no, my sister had the same struggles as well. Look, as a teenage yeah. girl in, 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 in a high school, yeah, you know, um, you know, look for a 11 year old boy, it was tough, but I would say it was just as tough for her because yeah. she was really in a solid group of friends, mm. probably more solid than me. Yeah. And, okay. you know, the identity as well. So uh, mm -hmm. she went through the same struggles yeah. like I did. Fascinating. Okay. So talk us through your homeschool environment on the day. Uh, did you have your own office space? Did you have, you know, would you do it in the kitchen, the lounge room? How, what did that look like? Yeah. Well, we're a small house, you know, um, so it was the dining table. The dining table was the primary, was the epicenter of education, <laughs> the yeah. dining table. But being, um, I, I don't necessarily to say just because you're from an Asian family, but, you know, we both had to learn instruments. So I was learning the violin. And yeah. just, it was, it was learning the piano. So every morning uh, before school starts, I'd be practicing my violin. And then our school would start around, you know, 8, 8.30. So there was yeah. some bit of flexibility in that. Yeah. And then we would go through our lesson. So it was it was a Bible-based curriculum, but it went through science, health, technology, history, law, English, uh, taught you how to journal, taught you how to create art and craft projects. Um, so the education part would probably go until around lunchtime. And then from the afternoon, it was basically just working on projects, doing your homework, working on projects, doing your research assignments, things like that. Yeah, okay. So it's the same time uh, lines, if you like, 8.30 to like 3 is the is the usual? Sort of. I would say we'd finish our education actually around lunchtime. Yeah, lunchtime, okay. So yeah. Finish. But then the afternoon was basically just dedicated to... So I think with a normal school, you probably still have classes after lunch. So there was no classes, so to speak, after lunch. Yeah. So what do you mean by projects after, after lunch? So projects is your work assignments, you know? Um, like, so yeah. there was... Being home education, there was a lot of project-based stuff. So you have to do your own research and you find out what you can about this particular subject. Do a write-up, you know? So, yeah, a lot of those things, um, you know, uh, create a craft project about it. You know, like how would you, you know, when you're doing a presentation at school, right? You know, you cut out articles and things like that. You make it presentable. Yeah. Like as though you're going to present in front of a classroom. So yeah. all those things, yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's great. And then how did your mom and dad share the teaching load there? Was one staying at home or was it, did they yeah. share the load? So it'd be my mom who would actually teach. So she'd have a teacher's guide and would go through the curriculum. And the good thing about home education is that it was flexible because it could be sometimes my mom was like, I just really don't up teaching this morning. So, you know, just work on your projects in the morning. And then when my dad came home in the evening, he would actually run through the lessons with us uh, as well. Oh, okay. So he would also, yeah. So there was some, there's some room for flexibility as well. In there. It wasn't always like that, but at least the option was there. Yeah, cool. And then, so, you know, three months in or whatever into it, when you compare it to your primary school and secondary school environment, what were the main, you know, differences there? What can you take us through some memories there? Yeah, if I can recall the memories, but I would say probably in the second or third month and I just turned 12 already. So I was in the last part of my being 11 years old. So I think I pretty much knew we made the right, my parents made the right decision. So oh, okay. um, yeah, that was uh, interesting for a 12 year old, you know, what made you, what made you think that, that they made the right decision? I noticed a difference in my own life. Oh, wow. I noticed that my, yeah, like I said, it comes down to the heart, Don. Um, and it was like, I knew my heart was in a better place. You know, I wasn't so worried or concerned about what people thought about me or 
to conform to a certain, you know, like, just because all the friends were doing something. I just felt that there was a release of that. You know, it was, my heart was definitely a lot more. You could just, concentrate on yourself a bit more and who you yeah, wanted to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. And it was almost like a fresh blank start for me, you know, and I, because I, I knew that, um, you know, like I said, you know, when you were just so bogged down with what everyone was thinking about you and what you could do to please your friends or be popular. Um, yeah, none of that pressure was there anymore. Okay, that that that's really fascinating. And then, but you also mm. said previously that you also enjoyed the social aspects of primary and secondary sure. school as well. And you had your your friends. What was it like without other kids to play with? You only had your sister. Uh, did you feel any isolation or loneliness there? Funny enough, no, actually. So, I mean, obviously, as a Christian, I was attending a church. So, you know, you have friends there as well. You know, those other homeschooling groups. So sometimes we'd gather together to, you know, to do some kind of like a picnic or like a sports exercise. So those were some things that I kind of um, grew up with. But what was interesting, I think, for me during this time, Don, was that it gave me the ability to start talking to people who weren't my own age. Ah, okay. So after that, right, I just started just, you know, when, when you're just wanting to socialize, it doesn't mean that you have to socialize people your own age. I started talking to people who are way older than uh, yeah. me or way yeah. younger than me, right? And next thing you know, it actually gave me the skills to actually be able to, that I'm not limited to just people my age group. So, yeah, you know, for even while growing up for a long time, you know, a lot of people I talked to were like guys and girls who were like, you know, five, 10 years older than me. And that was and yeah, you know, I mean, which yeah, is, that's a is good point. different in the day that yeah, you're that's yeah. It. So it taught me to, to kind of be, a, I guess you could say intergenerational in yeah. terms of how you communicate with people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, because in the usual um, curriculum, you're, you're forced into these cohorts and year groups and everything, yeah. and you usually stick to that tribe, don't you? So mm -hmm. this one, it almost forces you to uh, step outside your comfort zone there. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, and then what about like staying active then, like sports and all that type of stuff that sometimes comes in in the school environment. Did Was there any focus on that as well in the homeschool? Yeah, there was some focus on that as well. So we would have, you know, a day where we'd go to the park and things like that, just exercise, um, sometimes with other homeschooling families. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was something nice. that we did. You know, I still I still did school holiday swimming, you know, completed yeah, nice. all my swimming levels, you know, yeah. did all that. So kind of like there was some regularity in that yeah. respect. So, okay. And again, so I was interacting again with, not homeschool kids as well so again excellent so, like your swimming class so yeah yeah okay i guess the closest that i can relate to it is when we switched to working from home when it was like no one right. knew what that was right uh would you say yeah. it's a little bit like that where you've gone from an office space to a working from home environment any similarities i would say there was some similarities uh there um but like i said because everyone's doing it i think there was the stigma yeah. is taken out of it. Yes. So we were probably during yeah. the time when there was a bit of a stigma on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, thankfully not anymore. Um, yeah. Again, it's a buy, it's a buy with no one uses it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So take us a little bit further on then that leap from, um, it sounds like that you settled in and accepted the homeschooling environment, but what about when you jumped from homeschool to university and finding your first job? Can you just describe that journey a little bit? Yeah, that's a good question. So, we um, obviously when you're with homeschooling, you are taught to be like independent studies as an element of just being independent, you know, doing your own research, you know, we were limited back then, you know, to, you know, to the world book, you know, um, you know, the texts, uh, the encyclopedias, 
you know, and Carter, you know, on CD-ROM, if anyone listening actually remembers what that is, you know, yeah. <laughs> and on multiple discs as well, Yeah, <laughs> you know, so um, all that stuff, you know, the internet wasn't really such a, I mean, this is, don't get me as well, you know, so it's not so, <laughs> all of that latest technology was necessarily available or reachable for the average family, you know, um, yeah. when you go to school to go on the internet. Um, so after all that had, um, had passed and we finished my homeschooling education, so I finished roughly around just before uni age, um, there was a there was an institution called Open Learnings Australia. That's what it was called back then. It's now called Open Universities Australia. And they had were promoting the idea of actually doing distance education, you know, for adults who are actually, you know, getting like a second wind in their career, you know, who want to study something else. And so my dad actually found out about it and he actually told us and said, you know, since you guys are used to doing independent studies, how about give this a shot as well? And so, yeah. Yeah, that's what we did. So my sister was the first one. She did her commercial law degree through Curtin mm-hmm. University. That's the main yeah. certificate provider. But yeah. the units came from universities all around Australia. So whether it was Swinburne, uh, whether it was Monash, uh, you know, University of Queensland, some of those units were covered by those universities. Um, but when she finished, um, yeah, she went to Curtin University on campus to graduate. Yeah, uh, But awesome. what was interesting was the fact that the, in the classroom, we'd be the youngest in the class. Ah, okay, um, people yeah. doing it because a lot of these guys are again they're middle-aged people you know getting a second wind in their career uh, or answering the call of the midlife crisis <laughs> something like yeah, that and yeah yeah they're just doing something different so but it was interesting they'll be like oh how old are you they'll be like oh we're 18 and they'll be really? like oh, okay yeah you're the youngest <laughs> yeah interesting and you followed that same path you picked a different um I did, degree, yes. but you did so i did the my same it path. degree yeah yeah i did my it degree through rmit uh in melbourne and uh yeah again Units from all around, uh, from whether it was from Adelaide, um, University of Adelaide, or again, Monash or Swindon, um, again, University of Queensland, um, and then uh, Murdoch University here in Perth. And then I flew over to Melbourne to graduate. Yep, nice. And then obviously the online material was not as, I guess, good back then, right? So was that, yeah, 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 so was that, was that quite challenging to learn that? Yeah, there were some parts it was just saying, you know, you had your textbook and you had to access online learning material. Um, it was <clears throat> not as easy. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely not as easy as it is today, you know. So, um, you know, we were still using, um, you know, uh, it was MS chat, you know, uh, messenger, right, to c- contact between other students and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah it was very different back then. But yeah. Excellent. I would say it's a lot easier now. Yeah. And then, so fast forward to now then, do you think employers care? whether you've been homeschooled or normal schooled, does it give you less chances of getting a job in your opinion? Absolutely not. So I think um, thankfully in Australia, um, you know, coming from an Asian country like Malaysia, you know what it's like over there. It's a bit like America. They, they do kind of ask you, where was your education? Not just your GPA, but also where did you study Um, in Australia? um, Thankfully, I, I think a lot of, a lot of the average company doesn't really care. They just want to know what kind of experience do you have? What kind of person you are, you know, what kind of hobbies do you do, you know, um, you know, what do you do when you're not working, right? So um, they like to know a lot about that stuff uh, compared to necessarily uh, where did you study? Yeah, that's good. That's nice and positive, isn't it? I guess my next question is I'm interested to know what, how would you summarize that experience? What were your main takeaways that you got from that? I think the whole point about <clears throat> home education or homeschooling to me is the fact that you can learn together as a family. And one of the things by parents who were not perfect, but they got right at the beginning, they said, this is not us giving you a bunch of material and go, here you go, go, st- go away and study. 
we are going to learn together with you. Right. And so that was something my yeah. mom and dad, they had a really good attitude towards this and said, we're going to go at this together as a family. So, you know, the family unit is, I think, is a critical part of the society that we live in because strong families make strong communities. You know, and this kind of stuff takes work. And that was those sort of sacrifice I think my parents made. And so, so if I could summarize this whole experience, it was like the whole experience for me was it's a family, it was a family bonding experience, I guess, but through education and learning together, you know. To this day, we can still talk about stuff around the dining table. I'm much older now. I can still talk to my parents about, do you remember that time of what we learned together, you yeah. know, back in the day, you know, from this particular book or chapter, you know, and they'll be like, yeah, I remember that because, and that was an experience that we can actually treasure together, but it was a learning experience nonetheless. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a great outlook on it. Okay, Adrian, let's look towards the future now, what that looks like. So the obvious question that I've got is that would you homeschool your future kids and why? Uh, that's a good question. Um, in consultation with my wife, um, yeah, the answer would be yes. And uh, I would definitely look to, to try to homeschool my kids. Um, I think really nice. a lot of it comes down to just the personal reasons, you know, it's just the you know, probably the personal values I think I'd like to impart to, you know, to my future kids. I don't have kids just yet, um, but, you know, I would, I would love to do that. Um, some of those values, you know, about just hard work, perseverance, you know, and that um, not everyone, you know, um, sometimes you'll fail. Not everyone will always go home with a trophy. You know, you win some, you lose some. You know, you don't always get handed the same privileges that other people may have, but you make the, the best of what you got. And the opportunities that you have here, especially in Australia, you know, there's a lot of good opportunities. It's endless, you know, teaching them to stand up, I guess, for, for what they believe in, you know, not necessarily for a specific narrative that someone else has defined for you, you know, maybe through the school, the education system to, to yeah. be critical thinking, see mm -hmm. kind of, you know, you know, what's out there. And it's an interesting point, you know, Don, um, what was interesting, you know, in our journey in a homeschooling was the fact that we kind of researched this a little bit into what it was like, you know, back in the day, you know, this is like, you know, in the history of the world, you know, and it was interesting that during the Roman empire, they had this uh, phrase called pietas, like P-I-E-T-A-S. Mm -hmm. And that word was actually, actually the, the ideal of a father, you know, the parents or particularly the father was the child's teacher. And there are some theories that, um, you know, that some historians have uh, thought about that says that one of the reasons why the Roman Empire at the beginning was so successful and so dominant was because the fathers imparted values to their children, to yes. their sons and okay. to their daughters. Yep. Right? And and later on, as they you know became more big and successful, and they brought on you know Greek philosophers and tutors and things like that, you know that started to reshape the way they started thinking. You know the values didn't come directly from the father. So again, that's a theory out there. You can read about it. It's very yeah, interesting. Nice. And, um, okay. Yeah, there's a, but you know, for your listeners out there, yeah, go have a look and yeah. uh, see what you think about it. <laughs> yeah, great. But overall, you you feel pretty uh, confident that that would be the same path that your kids would take. So tell me this though, um, your wife is from Malaysia, correct? So she's you, she hasn't been homeschooled before, right? And she's probably used to the normal, let's say, school path. So was it? Did that take some convincing there? Uh, I think she was she's definitely open to the idea because she's seen some of her friends also homeschool their kids and uh, yes, kind of yeah. seen the difference as well. So she 
Yeah, I mean, it didn't take off too much convincing, thankfully. Um, again, it's not like that for every couple. So, but that's why we did understand the importance of if we were to do this, it'd have to be something that we're both all in for, yep. not just one parent or a single parent. Uh, Excellent. Because, um, and my parents were good role models of that. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, speaking to your parents with treading carefully not to um, upset them, <laughs> what would you do different? <laughs> what would you do differently to your parents? Uh, teaching style um if you had to do this homeschooling i think i would for me i think there's a lot more extracurricular activities that are available to kids who today that probably wasn't available at my time where, yeah like you know, what what example uh, do you have there you know it could be kind of like you know not necessarily sports it could be like you know um it could be things after we had to be like attached to a school, you know, to be able to do it. So it could be uh, okay. like social studies or maths, you know, things like that, or certain subjects, things like that. You'd have to be it's sort of related to a school-based thing. But now there's a lot of independent extracurricular activities that you can do. You don't necessarily have to be tied to an actual school. Um, yeah, that was something I would love to explore. That was, that would be do differently for my parents in the sense that it really wasn't available back then, you know? Yeah. Uh, back then it was like for spare time, my parents would send me to the library and go do a yeah, research yeah. on a subject. <laughs> yeah. Things yeah. like that. The other thing that crosses my mind is that a lot of people these days are quite lucky that we've got the space here, especially in Australia, to have like your office space. Is the ideal, um, I guess, environment to have that your own space for a homeschooling class instead of over the dining table? Or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. I think that's, I've seen parents, uh, friends of mine who successfully do that. They have a place for, that's dedicated for that kind of space as well. So yeah, I would like to explore that. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay. And then when you look back then, um, if you had to give yourself any tips, if you, you know, could go back in time, would you, what would you say to your younger self that went through that experience um, when you first was pulled out of primary school and going into a new new world any tips that comes yeah. to your mind yeah i think i would tell myself younger self if i could you know i would have just said that it's a it's it's a good experience you know there's don't have to be so anxious um and there is a good future ahead you know because a lot yeah. of the questions were asked and as an 11 year old you think do i actually have a future you know um, yeah in life in job perspective yeah. when you do homeschooling yeah. and it's just to it's just to reassure yeah. and just say it'll all be good. It'll all be good. And then the other thing that crosses my mind is that at the time you probably think your parents are your enemy that they've made that choice, right? Now, when you look back now, yeah. have you got new respect for them for making that choice? Yeah, um, there's probably not too many moments in my life where I can say that it was life altering this decision that my parents made was life-altering for me and it was life-altering in a good way but at the time and i guess this, this is like life done you know when it's only when you look back you know and some things in life and you can actually be grateful or thankful that it actually happened at the beginning when you were going through it it was probably not a lot to smile about but it's only when you look back right and I think this is a life lesson, you know, personally for me, I've learned that, you know, sometimes when you're going through, I guess, a difficult time, I know we're going a bit off topic here, but, you know, learn to just be thankful, actually, at the beginning, you know, instead of only have to wait till the end, you know, so, but this was probably mm. a, uh, the homeschooling part was, uh, was a life-altering decision that my parents made, and again, it turned out really good, you know, um, yeah, they took that's... a risk, yeah. uh, but they, they had faith, yeah. So. 
That's great. And look, um, and I think we we're both mindful that this may or may not work for everyone, right? It's not for everyone. Yeah. So what would what tips would come to your mind for any parents that would even consider this type of uh, education um, or yeah. don't know anything about it? Um, what would you say to them? You ask a really good question, Don. That is um, because, you know, parents sometimes they like the idea of, oh, you know, the kids are doing really well. You know, the kid looks well-behaved, things like that. I like to do home education, homeschooling as well. Um, the tips I usually do tell, again, this is just based on my own experience. Again, homeschooling is definitely not for everyone. Um, the key thing is that both parents need to be committed, you know. Um, you can be a single parent perhaps, but it, it's much harder. So just know that there will be, Will probably be more difficult days ahead. Um, so if there's two parents, it has to be all in. Um, and also know that you're learning together as a family. You know, it's not just, oh, my kids are learning whatever I give them. But when you can be humble enough to say, you know, we're going to learn this together, it really changes the perspective of the kid. Like, so for example, as a kid, you know, when I knew that my parents were learning together with me, it yeah. also changed my perspective about my own parents as well. Yeah. To say, wow, my parents are humble enough to know and they were also ready to admit when they were wrong, you know, say, okay, I didn't get this right, you know, but it was because we were learning together um, as yeah. well. So, yeah. And that definitely came out in your story that it may sound as if they were making it, you know, making that choice for themselves, but obviously they, it was is for you as well, but they also had resistance from the other families as well back in Malaysia, but they didn't, yeah. they stuck to the values on that and what they really they believed did. in. So that's amazing. They, okay. Yeah. All right. What what advantages do you think we have now for homeschool kids, right? Um, in terms of you know ready in readily available information, you know the internet, all that type of stuff. Does it does all that help? It does help. Maybe it's a bit of a kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time. Sometimes information, sometimes too much information. Um, mm. You know, like the some a lot of things now are a lot easier. And maybe I guess I'm a bit thankful that it wasn't so easy, you know, to a degree to be able to access some of these things. You had to work for it, you know. You had to go to the walk to the library, pull out all these books, you know, multiple books and just yeah. cross-reference things, right? Yeah. So kind of that the ability to be able so the 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 pros is that you have all this information available. The cons is maybe it's too easily available, right? You know, and so you may take the path of least resistance, but sometimes it's the, it's the hard work that actually trains you. How to be how to critically think and you know and figure it out for yourself you know, you know yeah. which one matches up right so yeah i would say look there's some advantages to that um and you have access to a whole much more services and yeah. the fact that it's not so stigmatized anymore so yeah yeah if there's any time to homeschool i guess if, you know, oh, this is if, as good as time as ever <laughs> i can just imagine setting my eldest an essay um task and she would probably yeah. ask siri or ai to write it all yeah right that's right <laughs> she'll that's figure right. out a way to, to do it yeah <laughs> So, um, but what about going back to the challenges or end tips to parents? What about parents that are both working? Would that be more of a challenge? Do you think that it can this this yeah. uh, gig can only work if one really gives up and be a, a fully at home mom or dad? I think that's honestly, in my opinion, I think that's the only way it's going to work. One has to give up um, a career or a job. My mom did that. And uh, yeah, again, so that's why I say it's not for everyone. So if you're willing to do that, that's a good first yeah. step. Uh, if you're yeah. not, you know, you're going to have regrets later. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you might want to reconsider. Yeah. reconsider. Um, so it does take one parent to be, you know, kind yeah. of fully at home. And you, know, you might have to adjust, you know, for us, we had to really adjust our um, 
our spending habits as well as a family. So yeah. we learned to live really simple, you know, really, yeah. really simple. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and we learned how to cook a lot at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> so know a lot of home economics? Yeah, yeah. And then, do you know anyone that are being homeschooled with two working parents? I actually don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's probably the main prerequisite, isn't it? That because to maintain, so yeah, me. to maintain yeah. the timetable and the structure there at home, you you yeah. have to treat it, you know, seriously in that sense that you you know you have yeah. to put a a timetable in place there. So one has to to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I look. Point me to someone if you know someone that's doing that. I I, I have not yeah. met anyone. Uh, yeah. That. Um, yeah and look overall I, I just found that conversation fascinating because for me my biggest doubt in in this topic was always the I guess the social aspects that my kids may miss right but again how you've described it and how you guys have become closer as a family unit and you still had those options to go um you know socialize outside of your home life as well and at the end the end product is that you you've got you and your sister have got a degree you're both employed doing really well successful and you're one of the most social and happiest person i know right so i just think you know for people it's an option it's not what doesn't work for everyone yeah that that's one more point on one more point on that don you yeah. know when they talk about the social aspect you know and again i can say this as someone who is who loves being social um sometimes it's not about what you're missing you know and sometimes it's like what is it and this is this is another topic for another time potentially but what is it that you don't want your kids to get exposed to? Yeah. You know, they're yeah. not ready to be exposed to. That is one part I think that um, I, I think that is often overlooked. It's not whether they're missing. It's like, well, actually, there's some things I just don't want them to be exposed to just yeah. yet. You yeah, know, they're, yeah. not, they're not ready to handle that. And that itself, I think, is a blessing because you're not yeah. mature enough to handle it. So yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. that's helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Um, look, Adrian, that's it. How did you find that pod experience? It was good. This is my, I think this might be my first podcast I've actually spoken ah, there you about. Go. So I hope I it's feel, not the last. Uh, I reckon we can uh, no, dig in a little last, bit deeper. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So um, look, Adrian, thanks for sharing your story. I found that fascinating. And I think that's very relatable to a lot of uh, people, especially parents that are, you know, considering this or just in the education world or being closer to their kids. Sorry, your journey from 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 that experience it wasn't it mustn't it mustn't have been easy for an 11 year old kid and the the end product that's come out of it has been you know has been amazing so yeah thanks for sharing uh keep smiling i know you will and and that's it <laughs> nope just everyone you know like and subscribe yeah. yeah this is a good podcast nice. support done <laughs> that's awesome okay hopefully this won't, uh, won't be our last chat adrian so uh yeah you take care of yourself you're a legend okay that's a wrap from dbc thank thanks you so much. cheers bye <laughs>